millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Yes, the yesterday's hero odyssey. Um, here we are again. The 1979 cult classic, you could call it, yesterday's hero, written by Jackie Collins, starring Ian McShane, Paul Nicholas, uh, Suzanne Summers, Adam Faith, etc., etc. Um, we've we've made a concerted effort to try and get to the end of this fucking thing. Um, maybe in an episode or two, because uh, we've got big plans for the next deep dive after this. We might have already said what it is before, but um. You're looking I've at me forgotten. like you don't know what it is. I, I have actually forgotten. Oh, sh- shall, I, shall I see what it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nothing other than the biography of Sir Alf Ramsey. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people will be looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Mind you, just, just briefly, there are two kids' books. I know we've talked about the Mr. Men before. Right, yeah. Right. Um, it's on the list. But there are a couple of others uh, that are worth men- honourable mentions that we may or may not deep dive. But one, right. of course, I think one of the most deep diveable stories of all time is The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Oh, which yeah, yeah. In some yeah. respects, is the most top flight time machine story ever told. Yeah. Because it's the ultimate, <laughs> it contains the ultimate all right cunts. Yes. And it also contains the ultimate TTFN dickheads. That's basically <laughs> what the book is. <laughs> There's and no Sam, explanation and, at all. And, and it also contains sausages. <laughs> and and loads of tea. My favourite yeah. bit in that book, which is probably my favourite ever book, is the bit where he just picks the teapot up and drinks the tea directly from the spout. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is that. What's that? Is that tea, is it? Right, I love the lot. I love that. I don't have it with milk anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> is that something you've ever done yourself? Or would do? I'd fucking always dreamt of it, but I am... Um, do it. But, Live but, but Yeah, I know, I want to. I might do it for my birthday next year, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... The problem is, is that it's fucking risky because there's such a high chance you could just effectively pour boiling water all over your face. Well, yeah, you've got to make sure it's at a perfect temperature first, haven't you? Yeah, and also getting the tilting angle of your pot. I mean, I use, I generally day-to-day use reasonably large pots and you have to be careful even when you're pouring into a cup that the lid doesn't fly out. I was going to say, is it a a detachable lid? You've got to make sure you've got one hand on the handle and the other hand on the lid. Exactly right. And then drink from the spout. Well, my my son is very strict about it. I've I've raised him as a tea... I mean, he regards himself as a tea pro at Mm. nine years old. 
Mm-hmm. I actually don't agree with that because his tea is milky as fuck. Well, that, no, oh. he's not. I mean, he'll make me a good cup of tea. He knows how to make a cup of tea yeah. that the colour that I like. But he his own tea. tea. For me, it's too milky for him to be going around calling himself a tea pro. Because it's like, <laughs> mate, if you're amongst proper tea drinkers, they're not going to fucking take you seriously if your they'll tea's that the colour. They'll laugh you out of the tea room. Exactly. They? Exactly. You know, it's all very well doing all this at home. But when you go into the big leagues, if I take you up a tea room mm. when we were on holiday in the Isle of Wight, you are going to get fucking pelters for that kind of tea, yeah. mate. Oh, if you but go up the Yorkshire. Tea pro- but when you go to Yorkshire when he, and you go to, go to Betty's Tea oh, Room. Oh, yeah. In Harrogate. I've been there. I've oh, been yeah. there. Fucking yeah. great place, yeah. Although, I feel it's gone a bit mainstream and commercialised. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's like that breakfast cereal cafe in East London. People queuing around the block to get in. Just yeah. to see they've been. I wouldn't say <laughs> Betty's is quite as hipster, but... Not quite. It's only almost, a maritime. It's almost come full circle and has become hipster. Well, but it's in the north, so therefore it's kind of protected. Yeah, it's protected from full, full hips. It's in the north, and it's not in like Manchester, so it's kind <laughs> yeah. of all right. Um, no, but when I pour the tea with the pot, if I don't, sometimes I'm being casual like a cowboy pouring tea mm. from the hip. Pew, pew! Yeah, and he just he caught he can see me from the back. He's got eyes in the back of his head. If I'm pouring tea in behind him, he shouts like this: "Lid." Because he once experienced the trauma of the lid falling out when he poured. So if I don't have... I said, I don't need... I know what angle I need to put my hand on the Mm. lid. I've been doing this for years. Lid at all times! Fucking hell. So anyway, the tiger who came to tea is obviously the best story ever told. But there is another hilarious children's book, I don't know if you're familiar with it, called Polly and the Wolf. Um, No, I'm not. My mum read me this when I was a kid. All right. And there was this, there's Polly and the Wolf, and it's basically about some fucking wolf who just <laughs> hangs around in like civilian life, right? Yeah. Like it's never it's, explained why. I like I like the sound of like, this. It's a human world. It's like 1970s or 1960s suburban Britain, right? Mm. And this girl Polly's just going about her business, and there's a fucking wolf that just walks around on his hind legs and talks, and is obsessed with capturing and eating this little girl. Quite scary. <laughs> but the, the thrust of it is is that she's very smart and he is a fucking idiot, right? And that's yeah. basically the whole story. She outsmarts him constantly. And he gets fucking furiously frustrated. But he lives in a normal human house and cooks himself right. dinner and stuff like that. And he's very pompous. Like, he regards yeah. himself as very, very clever. But yeah. is self-evidently really Clearly stupid. <laughs> But there's the, the the sequel is one of the genuinely one of the funniest books I've ever read. I just read it to Len recently. It's a bit young for him, really, but it's so funny. But it's called Polly and the Wolf again, and in this one he um he because he gives up on kidnapping Polly, he kidnaps her little sister who's just a toddler, mm-hmm. and doesn't eat her, but he holds her hostage in order to because the real prize is Polly. That's the one he wants to eat. Right. So he he sort of kidnaps her her sister in order to sort of lure her into a trap. Leverage. But basically, the sister is so fucking obnoxious that it drives the wolf fucking mad. He's like, ah, And in the end, he releases the fucking sister because it's just like, it scrambles his fucking mind because she's so annoying. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. Yeah, we'll Um, put them on the list. But that that goes on the list long term. But also in the meantime, it's quite good to keep people a heads up on these things in case they haven't so it's like that might in who knows when a year two years ten years get done but for the time being 
if you've got a kid, get Polly and the Wolf and the, and the sequel, which is one of, like The Godfather. It's one of the rare things where the sequel's even better than the original. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like mm-hmm. you've got Empire Strikes Back, you've got Godfather Part 2, and you've got Polly and the Wolf again, which Gremlins, is... Gremlins 2 for my money as well. Really? What, Gremlins when they have all the different uh, types of gremlin? Uh, uh, yeah, it's much funnier than the first one. The first one's have got that element seen... of like, scare about it, but the second one's much funnier. Have you seen... Um... The, do you know the sketch show from a few years back called Key and Peel? Yeah. Right, so it's a fucking brilliant sketch show um, with what's his name? Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Who does Get Out and all those Jordan other Key. things. <laughs> and Jordan Key is mate. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they do one sketch set in Hollywood in the 80s right. where they have their, a writer's room saying... And it's supposed to be the, the the first writers' room meeting about the sequel to Gremlins, and they go. <laughs> the boss goes, "Listen, Gremlins has been a fucking smash hit. It's huge, and our mission is to basically follow up with a sequel as soon as possible. There's no script, so we've called you all here today to just brainstorm ideas for mm. Gremlins Two. What could happen? And so all these re- all these writers are sat round the table, sort. Of brainstorming fairly pedestrian ideas and then a character played by Jordan Peele arrives at the back of the room with wacky clothes and wacky 80s glasses on and presents himself as the sequel doctor someone paid big money by Hollywood studios to come in and and conjure brilliant ideas for sequels and it's basically just a fucking it's a piss take of how mad Gremlins 2 is because he just goes through all of these ideas like yeah there'll be a gremlin made out of electricity there'll be a really brainy gremlin fucking that's what a mad sketch show it is it's like, I suppose it's a little bit like Top Flight Time Machines that they've taken the smallest possible fucking comic premise and stretched the fucking whole thing out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. Gremlins 2 yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I say really that, good. I haven't watched it for 30 years, but uh, yeah, it is. It's got Donald Trump in it as well, though, unfortunately. But yeah, we didn't know he about pop- that. He was in fucking Home Alone 2 as well, the cunt, wasn't he? Yeah, that, the thing is, they, they, they try to get, whenever they want to Trump Towers... In a film, Trump always insisted in being in the film himself. Fucking hell. In order to give permission. I don't think he wanted Pete and he just wanted to be in the film. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, what a cunt. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're doing well in, in rattling through yesterday's hero here. Yeah. Kind of right a third of the way through the episode already, but we'll, we'll try and pick it up. <clears throat> so, Rod, uh, Rod Turner, hero, Ian McShane, uh, he tried to ring Cloudy... Cloudy Martin got through to her answer phone, which he didn't like, um, and then he smashed the handle, the handset rather, on the cradle. Uh, Get in the fucking cradle! And um, then we cut to uh, there's a, a restaurant, and Clinton, Clint, what's he called? Clint Martin? No, not Cla- it's Cloudy Martin. Clint, Clint Simon. Clint yeah. Simon. The I wouldn't say Clint Boone, but he's the one out of Inspiral Carpets. Carpets. Yeah. With the hair. Um, with the hair and the keyboard. Uh, so Jake sidles over to Cloudy in this restaurant. Um, it seems to be a, a big wigs night out for the Saints. And uh, Jake asks her if she had a word with Clint about getting rid of Rod. Because Jake Marsh is obsessed with getting Rod out of this club if he can. He didn't mm. want him signed in the first place. 
he's suspended him for drinking whiskey and now he thinks that cloudy is the best way Clint's non-girlfriend is the best yeah. way to get to Clint and get get inside his head get him to make decisions on Jake's behalf um, Cloudy's having none of this and she walks over to Clint and says that she's leaving I'm not in the mood for company Clint says I'll come with you like the fucking puppy dog that he is fucking hell and she says any company like you fuck off pal I'm not in the mood for any of this shit and Clint looks concerned as she, she leaves the restaurant. Probably thinks that she's a way to get a horsey ride off Rod. Because that's, you know, that's a recurring thing. Are you going now, for a horsey it? ride? It's just if you are. I can do horsey rides too, you know. It's not just Rod. No one does horsey rides like Rod. <laughs> well, you don't know. Why don't you give me a go? He reminds me of me on the school trip to... Um, uh, I can't remember where it was, but in uh, when uh, one of the school trips I went on... And there was a girl that everyone sort of fancied uh, in our year. And I, on this school trip, sort of basically made it my business to get in with her. Yeah. And I will make successfully it did so. I, I, I sort yeah. of wormed my way into her radar. And every day we would be going, like, we would sit next to each other on the coach. And she was like, everyone at this time, like, you know, was obsessed with this girl. <clears throat> And it was just suddenly, she was just like, everywhere we went, she kept like wanting to hold hands when we were going on our day trips and and all of this. But nothing actually quite happened, but I had every indication that it was going to at some point because we were just together all the time. And then at the end of the holiday, the teachers, like we were in the fifth year, so they let us all have a couple of beers and did a... Um, which is mad, actually. They wouldn't do that now, but back then... They, oh, you were 15. Go, yeah, 15. We were 15. Some of us were 16. They're like, right, it's the last night. You can all have a few drinks. Right? <laughs> I, I'm not being funny. If my kids went on a school trip, even at that age, and I found out that they'd let them have drinks, I'd be going, I'd be furious. So I'd be, anyway... I'd be writing to the government. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, if my mum... My mum just wouldn't have... I mean, if I mentioned it, yeah, they let us get pissed. She would have gone, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice times. to relax. Yeah, they let you relax. It wasn't all boring yeah, learning then. That was not my mum's attitude to school was generally. My mum's yeah. attitude to me going to school was sort of like, Are you still going to that school? <laughs> You're like, Yeah. Oh, that must be boring. And you'd be like, Well, yeah, but you know, I see my mates, oh, they're horrible, aren't they, teachers? <laughs> she was just sort of like only like really like didn't like school couldn't quite understand why I bothered to go because <laughs> none of my brothers went they just didn't never they bothered turning up and my yeah. mum was always a bit like yeah I don't blame you it's fucking awful stupid <laughs> yeah I know and I'd go all the time I'd like do my homework and stuff and she'd be like, like fucking hell fish cakes fish cakes in his room reading his books again <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder if it, I wonder if there was a mix-up at the hospital when he was born. I'm not sure he's mine. <laughs> Fucking weird bloke, isn't he? He likes it there. Oh, you know, <laughs> he goes out of choice. Something not right with him. He goes he's not right in the nut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have been like, oh, it's nice to let you have a drink at least. If not, it's just fucking non-stop learning. You're bored off your tits. <laughs> Fucking read this, read that, do this, some, add that up, remember take that this, away, fuck that. off. <laughs> facts, remember facts, this facts. fucking date. Oh, God. 
but at the end, at the, at the awards, they let us all have a drink in the bar at the hotel. I remember I got awards, so there was all these daft awards that the um, that the teachers had made up, mm-hmm. and it was stuff like loud mouth of the holiday, you know, clown of the holiday, blah mm-hmm. blah blah, fun fun fun. I can't remember what I got, but I remember being mortified when the girl in question was called up for her award and everyone was mm. given a postcard relevant to the award they were given. And listen to this, this is really sad. They gave her a postcard which had a picture of a um, a donkey with a um, like a farmer, a local peasant farmer leading the donkey right. by a right. rope. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. And I'm sat there with a big grin on my face, waiting for it to come back and sit next to me and show it. Oh, what was it? And they said, well, you get the... You, there are teachers in front of everyone go, you get the award for being the best at leading on this holiday. <gasps> and everyone laughed and looked round at me. Your award, darling, is prick tease of the holiday. Exactly. That was it. <laughs> so at the time, obviously, I only felt sorry for myself oh, because I felt so humiliated. Cool. And to be fair, the girl in question was very like nice about it. You know, was like, oh, fucking hell, it was really embarrassing. It's bollocks anyway, blah, blah, I may feel better. But it was humiliating for me. But now I look back and I think, never mind my fucking feelings, right? That That's mm. like shaming a fucking girl for yeah. for what? For, you know, for whatever. Being you know. friendly. Yeah, I mean, maybe she was leaving me on where she wasn't, but you don't need the fucking teachers to be, like, <laughs> shaming her for it in front <laughs> of everyone and, like, pissing themselves laughing. Come on, kids. Let's all have a drink and laugh at the slag. Fucking hell. <laughs> Different times, different yeah. times. But it's like, I mean, were you, were you like Clint Simon in this? He's like those fellas. Oh, it's a teenage thing, isn't it? Where you think uh, I'm going to be a nice guy that'll get the girls. I'll be a nice yeah. guy. They'll see that I'm not one. It's of those about closing bastards. a deal. I always mm. look back on my te- my adventures in teen romance and think I was. I used to think I was unlucky. But now I look back and I think, well, I was luckier than most because I was very good at, like, being mates with all of the prettiest girls, right? Mm. And so, you know, 
yeah, my hit rate was probably lower than it should have been, but I was just no good at closing deals. No good at closing deals. Yeah. We were talking about the other night. My mate was talking about the night that West, the day that West Ham, we, you know, people say, oh, what's your favourite game? And it's always, if you're a real fan, I'm sure it's the same view, Sunderland, it's always like, um, it's not a famous game like a cup final. It's like mm. an obscure game that only those in the know. And for me and, and my best mate, it's always this game that we played against Cambridge United in, I think, 93. And we had to win to get promoted back into the yeah. Premier League. And it was, I think, us versus Portsmouth for the final automatic promotion spot. And we had to win by two goals. And um, we were like 1-0 up through a David Speedy goal. I bet you've forgotten that David Speedy played for West Ham. This was towards the end of his no, career. I wasn't aware of that. There's and, a big uh, link with David Speedy in Sunderland, though. There is, is there? There's a, there's a big link with David Speedy because he got sent off um, at Rock Park in, a, I think it was a cup match. Uh, when he was playing for probably Coventry, and oh, yeah. um, he he tried to take out Gary Bennett, who was our hard as nails centre back, and Bennett like just got up and grabbed Speedy by the throat and basically pushed him over the advertising hordes into the paddock, into the fans. Yes, and then they just pushed him back, and both players got sent off. I think yeah, because Speedy was a little Great shit, moment. wasn't he? He was oh, like one of those massive. Cunt. He was one of those little nasty. Like, yeah. very 80s-type player. Like, one yeah. of those little hard men. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But the, the two of them had previous from a previous game, so it's spilled Wasn't Gary Bennett the much. one who came into your out price once? Yeah, yeah. You had a falling out of him, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. I said <laughs> the, the previous night's match, which Bennett hadn't played in, um, we drew 1-1 one, one with Grimsby, and I said it le- left a lot to be desired, didn't it? Because it was ah. a fucking awful game. Anyway, right, we do pass. our best... Oh, we did our best. It was a bit of a Lampard comment, to be fair, mate. Yeah, fair. Oh, completely, completely. I was in the wrong completely. Left a lot to be desired. You're lucky he yeah. didn't throw you in the paddock. <laughs> anyway, David Speedy scored the first, and his strike partner, another weird one that a lot of people don't associate with West Ham, but they were a great partnership for about half a season that got us promoted was Clive Allen. So we had these two mm. veterans playing up front, Speedy and Allen. But, but in yeah. the championship, it was like very Lethal. good. Yeah. And uh, when he scored the second, which was the, and it was quite late in the game, which was the goal that meant we got promoted, there was a big pitch invasion. And we all got on a pitch and it was really exciting and we felt euphoric. And so we talked about that game. When my mate brought it up the other night when we were having a, a cup of tea, he went, uh, on, on Saturday weekend, we were having a cup of tea in a cafe, and he brought it up. And I went, do you know what? When you bring that day up, it's tainted for me. Because all I can think of is that night when we got back home to our area in West London, we went out to the pub. And there was a girl who I knew from sixth form college we were at. Her name was Gail. Gail the girl. And... <laughs> and she had... She, <laughs> she had said, girl, the girl who I'd sort of, you know, had been hanging around with and, and sort of quite liked. And she had said to me on the Friday, it was someone's birthday, right? And we were all going to this pub. And she said, look, I'm coming all the way over because she lived quite far away. She said, I'm going to come all the way over for this boy's birthday. She went, but it's so far for me to get home. Mm. Can I stay the night at yours? And mm. I was like, oh, but my mum's away this weekend. Because this stage, it was just me and my mum in the house. And she said to me, 
well, even better then. You've got a free house and I can just yeah. stay the night there. And I've gone, yeah, all right. Then I've gone to the football, to this West Ham game. And oh, we've got, obviously, paralytic. Right? <laughs> paralytic. We've got to the pub and she's there. And I'm like, yeah. And doing that thing that we're like, as if she gives a fuck. I keep going on about it like I think she cares. Like that meme yeah. of that bloke in the club talking to that girl. You know the meme? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, yeah. Yeah. I was basically that bloke going, Clive Allen in the last minute. We needed two to go up. <laughs> we're going to the Premier League. <laughs> All the way to the top. Back where we belong, Gail. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> and she's like, fucking hell. And, Spring uh, 66. So then she's, I've carried on getting even more pissed. And she's gone, mm. right, are we? And you would have thought she would have bailed at this point. But she's yeah. like, don't forget. We're going. We going back? Should we? Can we share a mini cab and we'll go back to your house? So I've got. Oh, I forgot about that arrangement. Fine, let's go. And my mates will see me get into a mini cab with this girl. They're all like, "Fucking hell, go on, mate!" I get back to my house. My mum. I can't remember where my mum was, but she was away. We go. We get in there, mate, and I literally go. That's your there. And she went, what? And I went, that's the old bedroom in there. That's the spare room. You can sleep in there. I'll be in my room. Just up the hallway. Good night. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find everything you require in the bathroom. Good. I bid you good night. <laughs> sleep tight. <laughs> and I just went to bed and fell asleep. And when I woke up in the morning, I think she'd fucked off and left a note. And uh, I just, it's just the worst. I can't, well. you know. I mean, it wouldn't have been in anyone's interest for anything else to have happened, really. I know, I was too drunk. But I I think that that was me drunk. Drunk's supposed to give you confidence. I think if I'd been sober, it would have been even worse. I would have gone, actually, you can't stay. I've just remembered I've got a bad knee. (laughs) (laughs) And it wouldn't be fair on her to have you slobbered all over her after No, it would have been horrible. But the point was, the point was, and I don't say this you know, out of any arrogance at all. The point was, she wanted to come back and stay the night. We'd been hanging around with each other. This was clearly the night where we consummated what mm-hmm. had been simmering between us. But I instead... You know what I should have done? I should have not even gone to West Ham, Cambridge. I should have spent yeah. the whole day preparing yeah. myself for a night mm-hmm. of wonderful romantic congress. I should yeah. have said to my mates, I'm not coming to the game, however important mm-hmm. it is. I will be going to the barbers. Yeah. Then to the manicurist. Yeah. Then I shall be getting a back sack and crack, even though it is the early nineties. And that is a very weird thing for a young adolescent man to be doing. I shall be doing I it. Be, I shall be taking all of my vitamin pills. Yes. I shall be having a healthy, but light meal. I, sh- I shall hydrate. I shall hydrate Five throughout the day. Of water. After I have bathed, I shall cover my whole body in talc. <laughs> and once my body has absorbed the talc, I shall spray a mist of cologne upon myself, upon my naked form. And by the way, lads, if there's any youngsters listening, I know this from my days at Men's Health, the correct way to apply your cologne is not to spray it directly into your body, but to spray a cloud of it in front of yourself and then walk through that Move cloud. into it. Yeah. Move yeah, into the I mist. Remember. That way, you will always get your leg over. Whereas I didn't get my leg over because I hadn't thought all I smelled of was fucking hot dogs, chips and lager. Uh, What about talc, though? When was the last time you applied talc to yourself? 
Not in years because it's dangerous now. Is it dangerous? Is it like salt? You're not supposed to give it, to, it. No, you're not supposed to. Girls aren't supposed to go near it. So if you really? if you know like if you got a daughter or or anything like that, then just don't let. It. If you if you're likely to be any anywhere near a um right a lady, don't have talc. Mm. It does something. I can't remember what, but I think and I no offense. It. But I think it does something to their fannies that is not good. Uh, can't have that, can we? No, so talc, talc isn't a thing. But in the early nineties, no one knew about that. I'd have been, I should have been home talking my balls. Well, I, I used to get talc put on me after I had a bath when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, Task they were teaching talc. you early how to be a man of 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 love and romance. Obviously, yeah. I'd never no, got under, any, uh, no, Andrew, this is talc. It's very important, and we're t- starting you young, because when you get older, the lassies are going to love a well-talked body. <laughs> if you're ever going to meet a nice lass, you've got to make sure no. you're talked all over. <laughs> no, we cannot afford uh, cologne, but what we're going to do, we're going to replicate that with some fly killer. So we're going to spray <laughs> some of that, and I want you to walk into it. Close your eyes, though, for God's sake, and don't keep your mouth closed. Now, your dad knows a man at the pub who's got some access to some window lean. A lot of the lasses <laughs> like that. <laughs> talc and powder. Uh, people who have long-term exposure to talc particles at work, such as talc miners. Yeah. Oh! The, the poor bastards who have to go down and dig up our talc just so we talc, can make our balls soft. Talc is mined? What the fuck? <laughs> Talc dust can cause significant harm if it's swallowed or inhaled. Ah, I've got coughing, talc dust in my lungs. Just chest pain and difficulty breathing. No, there's something hell. to do with fannies as well. It's bad talc. for fannies. Women yeah. risks. Yeah, talc particles can travel into the organs. Ovarian cancer, mate. It's, it's linked to ovarian cancer. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. I, I said it, it's a problem for their fannies. Well, that's another way of describing ovarian cancer. I mean, in many ways, I was treating it too lightly. Mm. And it's contaminated with asbestos, which, of course, we now know is really bad. It's made I mean, of if, asbestos. If, if you ever watch an episode of Hobbs Under the Hammer where they buy somewhere that's got an asbestos roof or anything like that, that's fucking... That's fucking danger central. You got to get special people in, experts, to. Uh, You're fucked. It's got asbestos apart. in it. Yeah, the, the entire five mile radius is fucked. It's Chernobyl, basically, but uh, but like talc form. It's like this fucking, fucking cladding. Sca- I know I've gone on about cladding before, and I should do a separate podcast just called Cladcast because it's such a mm. scandal. But it's like that thing where the cladding that building companies are legally allowed to use on their fucking buildings for some reason has poison in it. (laughs) It's the cheapest stuff. We don't have to use poison, but it is cheaper. So you're going to get the job done on budget. (laughs) I fucking get it with like stuff like talc and asbestos and stuff where the dangers have only been realised decades later. But surely with this cladding, it's all fairly recent and they must have known. Yeah, they knew. The regulations must have been, should have been tighter. Now, then we'll have it built, which is great. But then we need to put cladding on the... Do you want the cladding? If you do, it is an extra cost. But we do have some poisonous cladding 
that we can stick up and it's, it is very affordable. Sorry, did it's you say poisonous? Less. Yeah. Why is it called that? Well, I mean, it's, it is poisonous, but <laughs> only if it catches fire. So as long as you're dead careful, you, you shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> but if it does catch fire, you will, it will, it's poisonous. It'll kill everyone. But like I say, it is much more affordable. You can go out and get some of this very expensive cladding from fucking... You can get nice cladding from France if you want that's non-poisonous. But do you really want to spend that kind of money? My my guess is no. <laughs> we could yeah. cover it in fucking talcum powder. But when it rains, you're fucked. So um, there we go. That's the end of the episode. We've uh, we, we tried... We tried to get through yesterday's That's hero. Half an hour we, uh, we, yeah, we covered one scene, pretty much of the restaurant. Um, well, well, we'll have another go next week. I'm really sorry about this, but um, all we can do is our very best. Be careful, always. Mm-hmm.